0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, it is Monday. Um, it is the mailbag. It's the last one of the regular season, I guess, if we want to do one in the bowl game. But um, yeah, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, this will become the portal podcast. Uh, no, we'll, we'll keep the mailbag pod. The uh, preview and predictions will come to the portal podcast.
0: Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Portal window opens up real soon. in December
1: yeah and right now for anybody's head coach who's been fired
0: that's true um so yeah that's a good point we'll bring up the bring back the portal podcast um obviously uh we'll continue with the recruiting podcast that will only continue to heat up as signing day approaches um but yeah if y'all haven't already subscribed to the youtube channel um thank you all if you're listening on the audio side um and yeah subscribe to the Bengal tiger if you haven't already it's a dollar it's a dollar and i just
1: dropped more bryce underwood stuff and recruiting pods coming this week so plenty to catch up on shout out to all the uh, new members and I am figuring out the hats for everyone who has not got their free Bengal tiger hat uh, as a member Uh, that should be figured out this like in the next couple of days. And then this week I'll let everybody know I'll make a board post and get back to some of you, but uh, the free hats will be back in action and we'll make sure everybody's caught up there. Nobody misses out Uh, on a founders club hat, Maddie B. Okay. So we're diving into the Mailbag Pod. This is from users uh, on the Bengal Tiger who will submit questions every Monday. Um, a few headlines as we go into it. LSU had no trouble with Georgia State. They have one game left against Texas A&M, a Jimbo Fisherless Texas A&M. As Elijah Robinson takes over uh, as interim head coach, they're down to QB3, but they still have got talent. Uh, I think I saw the opening line was, what, around like 10, 11? What was the I line?
0: I haven't looked very hard at that. Um, I, I did see Max Johnson was day-to-day, I think somebody said. so. Yeah, he's been
1: living his whole career day-to-day. He's hurt. Yeah. I mean, he takes more hits than anybody. He's a, He can play. He's a warrior. So if he's not playing, then he's uh, dead, a body part is no longer attached or something like that.
0: Yeah, so um, I did see that. But uh, other than that, I mean, we, we have a – we, we squash right out the gate so we can get – Yeah, that minus
1: – LSU minus 10.5. Okay. Um, but yes, and then Jane Daniels obviously has taken the odds uh, on favorite position to win the Heisman Trophy, which was some of the most notable news to come out of the weekend. Uh, jumping Bo Nix, now he's in minus odds, no longer plus odds, and uh, Nix has moved to plus odds. So one regular season game to go, Nix and them have championship weekend, and then uh, we'll see how the Heisman unfolds. But Maddie B, mailbag, you want to dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. We go. Hunter Burnett, what's the wildest way you could come up with on how Whit Weeks managed to get a nasty gash in his foot. Uh, obviously, Whit Weeks has been out the past game, uh, really a couple games, but he was still playing some special teams. Now, he didn't play any special teams. against Georgia State, speculation that there were small field things that were keeping him out. But today, Brian Kelly said it was – he could have played versus Georgia State, but he didn't want any stitches to pop Maddie B. So, yeah. that was uh, – Brian Kelly's line, regardless, I don't think we even have to debate what happened or the length of it, or severity of it. The reality is, he said on record, uh, we are going to need him this weekend. We look forward to playing him, and that means what weeks will be back on the field for a very, very important game against Texas A&M. And his second question: Why have transfer linebackers not worked out between Mike Jones and Spates? Um, I'll take one half of this. I think Mike Jones was a tweener. He was. A safety he was an outside linebacker he was an edge rusher he was all he was a nickel and while he tried to find a home for himself at all these different spots i just think that other talent stepped in and um and eventually he just kind of got overwhelmed by just better players and in him not having a true position spates has a true position matty b but you've said before you don't think they're playing him with that style that Led to him being all Pac-12 a year ago.
0: Yeah, I actually think they are similar in a way where you you are right in that Mike Jones very much did not have a singular position that you know worked for him at Clemson and didn't work for him at LSU. Was always trying to find his footing. Uh, Omar Spates had found his footing at Oregon State. He was an All-Conference player. You look at his numbers; they were awesome. He was Oregon State's defense. Last few years has been very very good. It's very good this year. He had a role and had found a niche of what he was doing at Oregon State. Unfortunately, I think what he was doing at Oregon State isn't really replicated in a lot of defenses, including what LSU does, to where he had so much freedom at Oregon State to blitz, to drop in coverage, to kind of uh, just play a a lot of different ways. Well, with LSU, it's uh, A, everything around him has not been ideal, right? Uh, but B, I just think they're use, not using them in that same way. And for anybody, for any human in, in the world, if you change their environment and the environment obviously isn't ideal in the first place, then, yeah, you're going to struggle a bit. So I, I think moving forward, they have to be much more clear on what they're looking for in the portal and not just take, oh, all conference player here. Get a guy who fits what you're trying to do defensively moving forward, regardless of the position that is, because we, you could argue the same thing with, like, Denver Harris, right? We, they were trying to play zone, and he's a man corner. You know, you can go down the list of, of players that maybe haven't fit uh, in what they're trying to do, and I think this is a prime example.
1: Jiminy Cricket 7, uh, which is superior. This is also the mailbag's turned into a bit of an AMA. The superior peanut butter i'm not sure this is much a debate but crunchy or smooth maddie b i
0: actually like them both i i
1: I've had sure but which one's favorite. better i'm sure you've had both your grown adults you've had both which one's better the answer would be crunchy as long as you don't have a peanut well if you have a peanut allergy you're not eating any or oh, yeah is either way? if you have a distaste for the actual peanut I would see why you would go smooth, but beyond that, I don't understand why you wouldn't want crunchy. Yeah.
0: I I I'd, I'd prefer crunchy. I
1: just, it doesn't matter. I just That's it. the answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then he did say, did defensive line coach uh, Jimmy Lindsay make it back into the boot this week, or was it just for Florida? Uh, Jimmy Lindsay has been out battling medical condition, um, obviously since fall camp. He was back as he noted at the Florida game. Um, and was with the team kind of around but Brian Kelly has said that he's more in an admin role right now helping out here and there obviously doing a little recruiting so I don't know for sure if he was there this past weekend I would presume probably so but I'll also add we will know after this week LSU doesn't play in a conference title game and they'll get a bowl game but that's when the coaching carousel spins and if He's remaining in an admin role or moving back to D-line coach. I don't know, but I think that's a an answer we will get from Brian Kelly in the near future as to what the direction is.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get that answer very quickly. Um, like you said, I'm well. He's probably just been working back in slowly. Like, and uh, Brian Kelly talked about that last week. So, uh, it's really nothing else, nothing to do this year. I mean, it's all going to be decided what how big. Uh, how much can he do over the offseason you know how much can he get back involved uh in spring pro- in spring pra- practices and then you know move forward from there
1: Coach K seven, shout out to my guy. Uh, were you guys surprised to see Trey Holly, the true freshman, in at running back during the second series of the game with Georgia State, with it tied seven seven? Um, to put some context to it, Trey Holly has only played in one other game this year. Firmly on Trey's obviously four games or fewer. You can redshirt, so he's redshirting no matter what. Uh, Maddie B, without Logan Diggs, without John Emery, um, without Armani Goodwin, and Trey Bradford. You're left with Caleb Jackson, Noah Kane, Josh Williams, and Fred Holly. Were you surprised at all that the fourth name on that list presumably was the one getting carries early?
0: No, not really. Uh, I think they finished the game with like... What was it? Some uh, Josh Williams had job between Josh Williams, Caleb Jackson, Noah Kane, Trey Holly. They all had. They things. all had about the same. Yeah, like two, three, four carries each. So no, nobody was getting the ball much outside of Jaden Daniels in that game, anyways. Um, so I didn't have a problem with Trey Holly. I think Trey Holly is what he is. Uh, we'll see how he continues to evolve and improve in a running back room that will continue to get better.
1: I also like Frank Wilson's decision there because. Trey Holly's only other reps came a year, you know, came this year against what in the final minute or two of uh, the blowout win over Army, Army. Uh, where we ran that long touchdown. I like getting him into this one early because it's like, okay, here, look, it's seven, seven. Here's a first team defense. Like, and it's not an SEC defense. So get a feel for the speed of the game, get a feel for a few more touches in what are important moments early in a game. And then he doesn't go into next year where they're going to lose half this running back room because they're graduating or whatever it might be um, that when you need to rely on him, you're, you know, in spots, like they do everybody else on this team right now, Josh Williams and Noah Kane and whomever else that Emery, that it's, it's not the first time, like he's been out there in a the first quarter of a game where it was close and got his feet wet and got a feel for the speed of it and, and everything like that. So I like that um, bonus question. Going into fall camp, would either of you predicted that tight end Mac Markway would be the first freshman TD with a catch in this class? He caught one this past weekend against Georgia State. Uh, he says the odds were probably more on Pimpton or Shelton, uh, Camorian Pimpton being a tight end or uh, Shelton Sampson Jr. being their top-ranked wide receiver signee. Uh, and he noted, um, and something we've talked about on the podcast this year, uh, that now he has the same amount of uh, TD catches as Mason Taylor and any of our running backs. Uh, it's really a testament to Jaden and the receivers of what okay. they've done. And then Logan Diggs and them are just pounding it on the ground when they get, you know, their shot. So they haven't had to throw a ton to them in the red zone. But uh, we aren't surprised at the Mason Taylor side of this because they've Mason's been that dump off guy, all of that, but they've become such an explosive passing game that Mason Taylor doesn't fit into that. I mean, you're throwing it to Kyron Lacey above him and some other receivers. So Not surprised by that. Kudos to Mason Taylor for taking on the role he has in in this offense, and you're not going to hear him complain about it. But I do like his question of uh, the odds on Markway. I actually think if someone really made these odds, Markway might have had the best odds. It was clear he was the one guy that was going to at least be out there. Like he no, was the no way,
0: no way. Mac Markway would have had the best odds of any any
1: freshman. We knew team this play. off that Mac Markway was their number two tight end.
0: That does this. There is n- that, uh, first of all, first of all, the Grambling State game.
1: We would have all. Shelby done, would have caught a touchdown.
0: We would have assumed. Well, yes. First of all, Samson would have caught a touchdown. He would have caught two. But um, we would have all going into the season and been like, all right, Grambling State game. The receivers are gonna. One of them is gonna score. It didn't happen, but like that would have gone into the season. That would have been, I think, the odds like makers, in our opinion, my opinion would have been like, all right, one of them's gonna score here. They're probably gonna like, you know, have a blowout Mississippi State, something like that. I just uh, now in a regular game like like you're saying, like an SEC game or something like that, where it's kind of competitive, Mac Markovet would have been on the field more than any of them. So yes. I don't think he would have had like the worst odds or anything, but um I still think of Samson. You would have put Samson
1: as the best odds. Yeah. I will say, too, I bet it's not, if you dug through all the film, I bet it's not the first time that Markway's like had an opportunity to no. have a touchdown because on that play, they went play action. Mason Taylor was running the underneath right there on the left, and right behind him was Mac Markway. Daniels could have run that in. They were doing it kind of, hey, at the end there, they were wanting to get up his rushing and passing TD totals, and they ran that bootleg at the goal line. He could have run in. He could have easily dumped it off to Taylor. I think he saw Mark Way and was like, all right, I'll, all three of us could score here. I'll give my true freshman some love. So had that not been that situation, I bet that's happened before where he was like, I'm running this or I'm dumping it off to Mason. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. It wouldn't have been the worst odds. Maybe not the best, but I think if we had a crafted odds for it, Mark Way would have been a sneaky, nice pick.
0: That would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. Shay would have found it. Shay's good at finding those little – those props that nobody else has. Those nooks
1: and crannies. The, the the knowing when Will Baker is going to step up and take over in uh a, in a in-season tournament. Mason Cox, should we be worried now that A&M can wear sleeves? Oh, I guess they can wear sleeves now. I remember they – I saw that on Twitter. Had a firm rule about that, and they were sending. That was during the debacle of that freshman signing class when they were sending guys to the locker room before halftime, and they blamed it on them wearing sleeves. And yeah, it was a wild time. Wild times in College Station. um, TBD of what's to come. They see who they'll hire, but they are coming to Baton Rouge with Elijah Robinson as head coach, the D-line coach, and a backup backup quarterback. So we'll see how it unfolds. Uh, Solely ten half point favorites, so they've got talent uh lsu is Uh, tiger fan 11 what do you make of josh pate's tweet about lsu searching for a dc for weeks now i know josh well i talk to josh often um not about this but i don't think that and josh knows plenty of people it's the buzz that's out there you don't have the nation's best offense and the hundred and something worst defense and not be out there feeling out who's available as a dc like that just doesn't happen
0: yeah i i Thought I, I thought we were all on the same page. Like this is first of all, we had kind of um, as a fan base and as a board. I feel like is that everyone had been on the same page. Has been like, all right, you know, everything will be evaluated at the end of the year. But that doesn't mean teams aren't putting out feelers. Heck, and head coaching feelers go out. Right, Syracuse head coaching feelers. Like this is just how things go. Things were probably, you know, feelers might have been going out after week week seven or something like that after the Alabama loss or something. I don't know, but um, it's not a surprise. I think this is college football right now when there's multiple um, when we're talking about a multiple, you know, a, a big job like this, I, I think things go out very quickly.
1: I uh, I think I agree that look it, searching. I don't know if that's a word of feeling out all that, that happens. That's exactly what goes on before you make a move. This is a coordinator. You don't just fire them and be like, all right, well, let's go see who might be out there and interested you. Figure out that stuff ahead of time. And then you, as Brian Kelly said, evaluate it all when the season's over. Um, this is a football uh, typically mailbag, uh, but we'll let Burton get this in. And <clears throat> largely because you uh, took your time and drove over uh, to Charleston hit the East yeah. Coast for the basketball tournament. LSU surprising some, maybe going two and one, nearly beating, nearly winning that other game um, in game one, but dropped it. Ended up coming back, winning two more against. You're UNT Mean Green and Wake Forest, but Burke wants to know young Matthew basketball team sits at three and two, three games better than you originally thought. So can we get some updated thoughts, Maddie B, just give him a brief rundown on, uh, on Burke's question there, the loyal Burke. The loyal Burke.
0: Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good, good weekend for them. You know, it's lose the Dayton game is it, I don't want to say it's inexcusable, but up 15 with nine minutes left. That was a pretty bad loss uh bounce back beat north texas beat way forest close games again this team's going to be in a lot of close games i don't you know i don't anticipate them pulling out a majority of them let's say in the sec but uh still they're going to be in a lot of competitive games which last year they were not in a lot of competitive games. yeah it makes it
1: more fun to watch right i mean you already knew this team was a developing team that needs yep. more pieces um give me two players that you think are the most impressive you've seen so far they're Will exceeding Baker. the expect Yeah, two basketball players exceeding the expectations of what you might have had on their role or impact on this team this early.
0: Mike Williams, freshman point guard, uh, number one. I, I think he's been really – I mean, he, he's not perfect by any means. He's a freshman, um, but he has really, really impressed me. So um, I'm excited to watch him develop. Two has to be Will Baker. Um, Will Baker, I knew he'd be good. The, the way he was played off the court against nickel State gave me pause, uh, but he bounced back really nicely and uh, played well against two good teams there. So those two, and then I'll give a shout-out to Jalen Reed. Shout-out Jalen Reed. He's, he's going to be really good.
1: He came up with some big moments there in that Wake Forest win uh, into overtime. I um, Yeah, and shout-out Will Baker, who sort of took over as the big man in that tournament and continued to get points and rebounds for him. Uh, Capital City Tiger 21 is – Uh, Any conversion therapist you'd recommend for my future Aggie in-laws? They have no idea the level of hatred I have for that team. Boy, oh boy. When you you do the house divided, it's one thing. When it becomes two SEC schools, it's another thing. That's like a way above level of like two in-state Louisiana schools, like LSU and another. But then when you're doing LSU A&M, man, good luck, Capital City. I do not have any recommendations, but you might need more than conversion therapy. You need You'll certainly need need some help there, uh, considered. Yeah. I know how diehard you are for LSU, uh, as one of our top board posters, yeah.
0: And it's also, um, obviously Thanksgiving and stuff, so people are having, like, having family get together and stuff. So, any house divided type stuff right now is coming to the forefront. Well, and yeah, and when that game's
1: played the following two, you know, two days later, it makes it all the worse. And then when school's going through a coaching change, oh, yeah, I can. Oh, boy, I don't envy your um no. your Thanksgiving. I actually will have uh, a Texanian grant at my Thanksgiving, my brother-in-law, but his mm-hmm. expectations are low, so he's not going to be talking up anything. We're all okay. good there. Yeah. Um, but Calvin City Tiger did say, uh, what type of game will Jaden Daniels need to lock the Heisman up against a Answer is what on par for what he's done all year?
0: Yeah, I don't think he actually needs to do anything. I don't he doesn't need to have like 500 yards of offense and five touchdowns. I, I think if he has just a really solid good game and, and LSU wins, you know, by 14 points and he puts up what, 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing with four touchdowns, no picks, I think that does it.
1: That's to think that that to think about how crazy he is, 300 yes. and 100 with four touchdowns. Yes. It's like a that's a casual outing. It's like
0: a normal game for him, right? Yeah. That's what there I think it's you
1: know. it done. He's over 3,500 passing yards. He's over 1,000 rushing yards. He leads the nation in total yards, total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, about every metric out there. He is the Heisman favorite, so I'm with you, Matty B. I just think all of the Daniels-type game does it.
0: I'll even go as far to say he could even have an interception. I, I think if he puts up those numbers and they win by two touchdowns and he has, let's say, one interception, I don't think it'll matter. So there you go.
1: He has protected the ball very well this year, uh, even yep. with being a very aggressive passer, uh, which has been good to see. Uh, misled alarm, 92, another big-time poster. Uh, Chase and Jefferson or Malik and BTJ?
0: Ooh. Oh, man, you can answer this. You were here for Chase and Jefferson. My, uh, so oh,
1: you I think you've got to go Chase and Jefferson. I think that they're different. Like, Chase and Jefferson are two of the best receivers in the NFL. Like, I view. I'm very curious what Malik Neighbors becomes in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I knew what Jets was, this dominant route runner uh, who's the technical side of his game is so advanced that nobody really unguardable. Jamar has just always been able, I mean, he can run routes, he can catch, he can jump, and he's very strong and he's good running after the catch. I want to see how Malik tests and get a feel for kind of like what the player comp for him would be at the nfl level i think i've said it before i think brian thomas is like t higgins i think he's yeah great perfect number two receiver who has size who blocks very well um he's not going to run the fastest 40 in the world but he's very fast and with his length he gets downfield and he can separate if it has to be contested he can get it so I'll, I think he's a T. Higgins type, so I get. I would lean Jefferson Chase. They're two number ones, really.
0: Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll defer. I'll defer to you. I do think in a. I mean, well, NFL wise, those are obviously massive shoes to fill. I just don't. I wouldn't bet on anybody to to be what Jamar and Jefferson are. Those are arguably, obviously, two of the top probably five receivers in, in the league right now. So, um, yeah, I'll defer to you. I don't. I don't have a strong lean either way right now.
1: LSU's churning them out Um, real quick. We wanted to give a shout out to Bird Dogs, uh, who's been rocking with us on the Mailbag Pod all football season. Um, We still have that promo code Tigers, T-I-G-E-R-S, coming up with uh, obviously the holidays, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all this stuff's coming up. Uh, You can still get a free Bird Dogs Hydro Flask style water bottle at checkout with the promo code Tigers. Uh, i've got the hat on right now but maddie b we've been wearing the shorts plenty we love those uh, got them on right now oh there you go uh again they're that <clears throat> anti-stink sweat wicking fabric i think is what they call it but it mm-hmm. really you could sweat all day in them. you never know they stay cool they stay dry in south louisiana they're perfect i love their pants i've been wearing their pants a lot lately um again uh BirdDogs.com slash tigers, promo code Tigers. Get you the free Hydro Flask style water bottle. I think that's like 30 bucks or something. So you're already getting that for free. Uh if you've got a gift to give or want to a gift to yourself, get on Bird Dogs. Uh everybody knows the clothing brand by now. They've taken off big time. Uh, but they've got it all shirts, uh, winter gear, pants, um, whatever you have. Uh check it out uh needwise on birddogs.com as you get ready to do some holiday shopping and use that code. Promo code TIGERS T I G E R S and you get the free Hydro Flask style water bottle. Uh, moving through this um at a good pace here, Maddie B. Yes. Knock on wood. Uh, Mason Cox thoughts on Texas A and M's quarterback. So uh, Texas A and M's starting quarterback Connor Wegman was a very well known high school prospect. Uh, was their starter? He got injured. Their backup Max Johnson, who left LSU for A and M uh, when Jaden Daniels or prior to Jaden Daniels' arrival, I should say, and uh, the coaching change from Orgeron to Kelly uh, has been at A&M, played a ton of games. Uh, now he's hurt. Uh, you mentioned earlier day to day, but we'll see if Max Johnson gets a chance at his old team. Uh, it's most likely it's Jalen Henderson. Uh, for those that don't know, Jalen Henderson uh, is a transfer uh, from AM. He had spent two seasons uh, out at Fresno state and had really, not really, Truly, only played as a backup um, in a handful of games both years, handing the ball off at the end of games. But he has now played and he came into that ULM game for a play, uh, but Max Johnson finished out. Uh, and then they've got Mississippi State and Abilene Christian wins the past two weeks: 51-10 over state and 38-10 over Abilene Christian. Um, on the year, he's completed 65% of his passes, 27 of 42, so throwing the ball about 20 times a game uh, for 400 yards, that's about 200 yards a game, you can do the math. Uh, four touchdowns and a pick, that's a touchdown and a half a pick a game, and he's been sacked six times in those two games. A little bit of a rusher, um, he got a couple of rushing touchdowns against State. In both weeks, Matty B's carried it 12 times uh, against State for 60 yards, against Abilene Christian for 27. Um, Both were a long of 22 and a long of 11. I'll be honest, I didn't watch uh, all those games. I don't know if he was having to take off and run, uh, obviously because he got sacked four times. Abilene Christian sacked him four times. So this might be him taking off and running. I don't know how much design stuff they're doing with him, but that's about the extent I know about Jalen Henderson. He wasn't on the high school radar. He goes to Fresno State. He's a backup. And now he goes to AM as a third-string quarterback, and suddenly he's their starter.
0: Uh, I, I'm assuming he's is he a walk-on preferred
1: PWO? I don't know. They added him in the portal just to have more depth or what happened there. Okay.
0: Um, I, I, yeah, I probably shouldn't ask anybody, um, because we don't know. But um, I did just watch a highlight of his uh, first touchdown against uh, Mississippi State and uh, he looked like he had some wheels on him. So, that's that's my scatter report right there. Film analysis. Got some wheels on him. Can run a little bit. So, uh, but if he's the starter, I'm not worried. Uh well, I shouldn't say not worried because LSU's defense is always cause for concern, but um I think Max Johnson is actually a capable and fairly, you know, competent quarterback, um, especially with the receivers they have that he's he's been um he's been a good player. So, I think it would be a big drop off, yes, if they if he Max Johnson doesn't play.
1: He's 6'3", 215. He's also a lefty. So they're rocking a pair of lefties in Max and Jalen Henderson.
0: That's probably good for the receivers. You know, they don't like it back The receivers
1: forth. don't have to go back to the right-handed guy after going from Wegman to Max to now Jalen Henderson. But, again, those stats aren't popping off the board. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge. Matty B., you'll have film study this week. So if you're on the Bengal Tiger, check it out. I'm certain you'll have something on Jalen Henderson. Um, Christian K said, how many guys do you think are going to go pro and skip the bowl game? Um, Go pro would be another question. I have to really think about that. Um, And we'll do a podcast about that when the season wraps. But skipping bowl game is interesting. I know they probably won't, they're not going to be in a New Year's Six game unless there is some major chaos. So if you go to like the Outback Bowl or whatever, I might sound ludicrous. I think Jane Daniels plays in it. I think a guy like Brian Thomas plays in it. I think that Tyron Lacey's playing. I think, you know, Diggs is hurt right now, but um, Wingo already tweeted out, I'm coming back for the bowl game if I'm healthy. Like, I don't know if we do see a huge group of guys sitting because there's not, a like, there's not, like, seven guys are battling for top 40 picks and are like, oh, yeah, like, I don't need to play. Like, if Mason Smith or someone's trying to go pro, they better play in the bowl game. They need some more film.
0: So, so... Just so uh, I'm clear, I might have missed it, but uh, who would you – so you think Jaden Daniels plays – you think Malik and Brian play? I mean, I don't
1: know. If Jaden Daniels ends up being a highly top-ten pick or something, maybe doesn't. But, like, at this stage, I don't get the sense of this team that going to an Outback Bowl would result in some, like, mass wave of guys sitting out.
0: I, I, Jaden, Malik, Brian are the three that I would, I would say, potentially.
1: And those guys are all considered top 50 picks. Those are,
0: Yeah, those are potentially first-round picks. Um, other than that, I mean, who else even could – I mean, who else would even That's think about that? Anyway? Like you said, I mean, Mikhail Wingo, I think he has an interesting case because he's injured and had surgery, and so it's like he wants to be back, but, like, how much – you know, how much do you really want to be back to have one extra game of film when I think he has – one and a half seasons at LSU of putting out really good film and a freshman season at Missouri, which I don't know if that would be referenced at the NFL, but he, he has two and a half years of putting out good film. I don't think McKinley needs to rush back to play in a random bowl game to put out another game of film. I think he's fine. Get ready to test. Um, so, you know, I think those four would be out for me.
1: I uh, I'm with you. I'm not far off there. Um, Go Tigers 5280 says, happy Thanksgiving week. Hey guys. Yes. Shout out back to you, my friend and everybody. Happy Thanksgiving week. Um, but he said he saw someone post that this is the biggest game, Texas A&M game of the BK era. He says he disagrees only because we were in the SEC title game a season ago. Uh, what's your take on the significance of this game recruiting wise on the path to 10 wins and the award race for JD five and neighbors, JD five Heisman neighbors, but is the best receiver in football I think that Go Tigers fifty eight eighty, to me, just laid out exactly why this is probably the most important game so far of the Kelly era. I, I can't, I can't get, around, I can't get around to that. They played in an are, SEC What are you kicking over this
0: one? They played in an SEC championship game.
1: Okay, so that's and, important, but there was no expectation they were going to win. But
0: they but, but if they don't, if the field goal doesn't happen, I think they're actually close in that game. And no, I, they weren't.
1: And then, I think uh, they were close in that game if they don't give up that field goal. Okay, and then when they played a a year ago, it was for a New year six bowl. They lost and they had to go to. Okay, I, I put that so game above this one. That too. game would probably be okay. So then, by definition of after losing that game, but somehow this they're getting the- to ten wins, you have to win this one to get back to ten wins because to get to oh. nine wins first, then recruiting wise to go while you're while a going through a coaching change, you're trying to poach recruits. You a big win over AM helps in recruiting. If you can't
0: does. poach, if you can't poach them without a head coach, there, I mean, the result on the field. I'm not, you don't kidding. want to lose.
1: If you lose this game, you're going into a m- recruiting period having lost AM, having now lo- you finish eight and four. There's maybe Daniels can't win the Heisman with four losses, like so. There's a lot riding on the win this weekend.
0: Okay, so I think if you look at it from the perspective of saying there's more at stake to lose in this game than any game, yes. I think and, I have – And he this says it's
1: the biggest game, so biggest has some ambiguity to it. That, that's what it I'm out. saying. Okay, there is
0: the, the most at stake in this game, I guess, yes, in theory, even though, again, they played for an SEC championship game. So if you lose – you know, if they would have won that and been an SEC t- champions, I, I still think
1: that's – Yeah, but they still would have gone to a near Six Bowl, so –
0: it's still a championship it's like that's still very special.
1: i hear you i hear you i'm just saying uh for now though if you want the narrative to be enter next year as a top 10 team have back-to-back 10 win seasons finish strong in recruiting don't lose to a&m's third string quarterback and interim head coach at home to end the season which falls short of you know getting you to 10 wins and any possibility or path of that then this game becomes the most there's
0: there's key. more at stake I agree. There's more at stake here. If you lose, like you can't lose this game the way that last year, the Alabama game, the Georgia game, like the AM game, like you losing those in theory, wasn't the end of the world, the way that, you know, this one would be, I think more, you know, impactful, but yeah, I, I still think maybe it might be a little bit like just key to the moment. Like, wow, this is a big game. A lot at stake. Last year they played for a championship to me is
1: uh, he asked again, <clears throat> or next, is That's there any chance question, so. of an aggressive defensive game plan against A&M? Maybe Perkins blitzing more. Finally, some press coverage. Uh, a third-string quarterback seems like a prime candidate to apply pressure and stop giving up 10-yard buffers on each play. Um, I'll note two things. One, what I just said, Abilene Christian sacked him four times, so you would hope that LSU could get after him. Uh, two, they started pressing at the end at that Georgia state game after going down 14, nothing. And Brian Kelly said, that's when he thought Toviano and stamps really got into a groove, uh, the two freshman corners. So your thoughts, you do all the defensive film study, but is this a game as he laid out against this type of third string quarterback that you, and an O-line that has struggled that you just go after?
0: Yeah, I I think um, you bring up a really good point. I thought, Brian Kelly brought up a good point they finally kind of let those dbs press a little bit kind of compete now I do have questions with doing that against this receiving core uh compared to Georgia States obviously uh so that's a concern but if you are going to press them if you're going to give them those chances to compete um you're going to probably blitz and then you're going to hope they can make a play on the back end I personally don't have faith in the dbs right now to make plays in the back end so I think there's no real need for that. I would continue just to play uh, kind of the, the zone stuff they've played. And maybe I know it's soft and, you know, you don't like giving up 10 yard buffers, but I mean, we, have the, I think there have still been enough positive moments uh, against teams that can't throw the ball on you. And if Anim's on their third string quarterback, they won't have a good quarterback. So I just think Auburn game, um georgia state game in the second half i think that they've done enough positive stuff i don't think you need to reinvent the wheel here you have to just win this game with what you know with what you know works
1: Uh, and go tigers 5280 had a bonus he said the new ncaa comes out in 24 the game uh if the option is there to play with great teams of the past are you more excited to play with the 2019 offense with joe or this offense with Jaden? I guess I would lean 2019 because if you just get online right now and download rosters, you could play with the current one. Um, I'm not sure how updated they go with it through. Like, is it currently updated week to week of how talented those guys are compared to just before the season? But I would say 2019, my other thing is the answer would be neither because when I get the game, I'm going straight into dynasty mode. I'm headed to, you know – Colorado School of the Mines, and just build my way up. So I won't be at LSU or any school like that anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Um. I, you know, in this hypothetical, I just I would want to use Jaden. I feel like you know how Michael people, you know, Michael Vick in in games, you know, is always in the You're old. You're just gonna sure. do whatever you want with him. Yeah, exactly. I would want to use Jaden Daniels that way. Joe Burrow, you know, he's just an awesome passer, accuracy, all that stuff. A lot of quarterbacks can kind of do that. Jaden Daniels is gonna be unique because he'll he would have like 94 speed, 95 speed, and just blaze by basically everybody else. So I would go 2023, Jaden. And even if, you know, they're not in the game, people, you know, people create rosters all the time. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if there was like all-time rosters or something like that. So it it will be fun.
1: I'm uh, getting Billy's calling right now. He knows we're on the podcast. Come on, Billy. And he's still, uh, he's still texting.
0: <laughs> I'm reading right he, now. He's, he's bubbling. If he doesn't have
1: any breaking, just checking in. We just told you we were on the pod. We were getting on the podcast, Billy. It's been 36 minutes. These go an hour. He knows better. Than that. And, we're, and we're breaking that record today. And he's still calling early. I know. Um, LSU fan for life. <laughs> Do you think what weeks will start this weekend? My answer is no. Omar Spades. No. Part. If I'm an LSU fan who loves Whit Weeks, I'm hoping that he gets 30% of the reps.
0: Yeah, yeah, 30% of the reps, and then we start building towards next year where Whit Weeks will likely be a full-time starter. Like, this is game 12, just win this game. Obviously, Whit Weeks, you know, him playing improves is your chance of winning the game, but, you know, get in the game, make some plays. Uh, hope the foot holds up. I don't know if the stitches will come out or whatnot, but hope everything's good there uh, and win the game and then prepare for next year with Whit Weeks and a bowl game with Whit Weeks potentially.
1: Yep, there you go. Um, okay, uh, next question is from Tiger King 53. If you could pick a new DC, who would it be? Okay, so this is imagining a world where LSU needs a DC. Um, I'll pick a guy who his plays in the S coaches in the sec has held opponents to fewer than 20 points per game this year. And that y'all downvoted me for a record setting number. When I announced Kevin Steele as LSU's defensive coordinator back in the day, most downvotes in history. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he came here and was good. And Nick Saban decided he was good enough for him too. And he's been excellent this year. So I'm picking Purely out of spite, everyone who downvoted me. That look at old Kevin Steele out there, still just getting it done.
0: I'm gonna try to be realistic here. I'm gonna try to. I'm being that.
1: realistic. Kevin Steele's a great coach. No, no, all no, these no. Haters, all these Kevin Steele haters out here, <laughs> just trying to break some news. Y'all are trying to downvote me. Oh my god! I'm glad <laughs> you weren't around to see it, Maddie B. I
0: was not. I was hundreds
1: and hundreds of downvotes.
0: I honestly, I, I don't even. Damn, I mean, I have a bunch of, like, DCs in my head, like, but, I mean, are we trying to, like, actually pick, like, potential candidates, or are we just saying, like, I think, heck, Manny Diaz would be pretty damn good, I think he's killing it over there at Penn State, um, pull Iowa's defensive coordinator, I mean, pull any good defensive
1: coordinator, um, I mean,
0: UCLA, um, Lynn, something Lynn, right, um, that would be great, so,
1: I was offensive coordinator. He's elite at keeping it low scoring. Yeah, all these people Certainly are tired of can do it on offense. on defense. Yeah, so there you go. All right, well, there, there's our picks. Santana asked, uh, "Who was chirping with who pregame LSU Florida?" I missed it. Uh, it was everyone on everyone. I thought it was like both teams were chirping nonstop before the game. They had like four different little scuffles. That's LSU Florida every time. They don't like each other. Yeah, they get out there, they talk trash. That was by far the most in-game trash talk, whistles, post-whistle kind of festivities we saw this season. I mean, they were getting into it the entire game. So yeah. that uh, I wouldn't say anyone particular. It was literally everybody. Um, but he said, underrated place to eat in BR. Maddie B, you have a choice.
0: Food place in BR. Um, underrated? You, uh, you, you can go first. I'm trying to think for a minute.
1: Um, ben 77 is one of my favorite restaurants in BR, and I just don't hear a lot of people talk about it. So I'll go that for most underrated.
0: I got to go. I got to go sometime. I still is haven't Perkins been. Row? Yeah, I know. It's Perkins Row. I just, I have still haven't been. It's very good.
1: Uh, Rouge
0: Creole. Have you been to Rouge Creole? I have. Over there? That's a good place. That's All right. All right. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm missing one. I, I remember somebody on the board asked me for my, my favorite BR spots, and I gave like eight of them, and I can't remember um, what else I put on there. Um, I've been meaning to go back to Phil's since we went. That was like a year ago.
1: but um, Phil's is good. I like We like Phil's a lot. Supporters yeah. are Phil's. so That's rated, though. Everyone knows about Phil's. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's underrated. Yeah, it's not underrated. Properly. Properly rated. Yeah. Um, all right, there's our picks. Uh oh, here we go. This is why we haven't hit uh, a long podcast yet. Bourbon and Cheerios, instead of showing up first, is late to the pod post, but he says long uh, longtime listener, first time caller. So I guess he's alive after Vegas, first off. Uh, love the show. Thanks for taking my questions. Joe Burham crew put up 50 on senior night against AM. Does baby goat squad go over or under 50 this weekend? Matthew, over or under 50 points. Under. I think under two. But on senior night with this offense, who knows? So maybe I should just choose over.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I already – I
1: don't know what the team total set out, but I think it was like 66 was around geesh. the total.
0: That's high. Uh, Vegas is tired of all the overs. No, 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 not
1: 66 for El like, I think the t- uh, the game total was 66. Still, I still think that's really high. Um, okay, if, if, so no. If, if
0: Max Johnson doesn't play for AM, that is, I think that's high. Um, no, I don't, I don't think they put a 50. I don't think – I, th- I said Jaden Daniels, what was my prediction? Four touchdowns, 300 yards, something like that. So I I, I think 42 would be an awesome one. 42 will be a multiple possession win over Texas A&M. And if you could
1: beat well, A&M 42 to 20-something, that's a s- convincing win. Stamp the end of the season. Jaden does all he can to put his name out there for the Heisman. Yeah, so I, I don't think they get to 50 now. Uh, he wants to know, best voice impression you can do. I'm terrible at voice impressions. Yeah. So I've got none. I've actually been told to stop doing it many times like just you don't sound anything like that. Or like quit doing it. So I have none. Um, among any hidden talent someone could have voice impressions would be like dead last.
0: No, yeah. I I don't I don't have any. I actually don't even try them, but um I do respect all of like the the Frank Caliendos and I feel like with like uh comedians and stuff, we've started to see more of them uh recently. So we'll see.
1: I, uh, Joey, who, uh, big LSU guy too. Yeah, Joey, yeah. Um, on is really great. Does a bunch of good voice stuff. Uh, yep. Chris Collinsworth is amazing. Um, but a lot of good ones. So Yeah. I have none. Uh, and then he said, this is a do, this is due for an update. Who's the last person you lied to. And why'd you lie to them? I don't really lie. So. Gosh, I'd have to think about that try to keep a pretty clear conscience
0: yeah I, I mean i try to do too i mean also i don't really have i don't put myself in precarious situations to i like that really i really just watch basketball and
1: it's <laughs> so all i do is just watch sports i don't really lie to anybody <laughs> like what are
0: you doing watching sports i'm not lying i'm just saying you know. uh,
1: the last person i lied to is probably myself and it was about like how good the saints actually are or something like that <laughs> That's where I'm at. Maddie B has been lying to himself about Wim Yana, probably. Wim yeah. Damn,
0: That's
1: I don't know. have
0: to think about
1: that. We'll see. Uh, Houston Tiger 21, how did the defense fall so bad this season? I want to say it's players, but I'm seeing other programs and seeing more success defensively like Kentucky and even State. Field top 50 defenses with less talented players. I know Matt House hasn't done him any favors, but he fielded a top 40 defense when he had a better secondary. Too much talent to be this horrid. What would be all steps to fixing this defense? I think they need better players.
0: Yeah, I I do. And it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, finding players that fit what you want to do. That would help as well. They can't even
1: run nickels. They don't have enough players.
0: They don't have enough DBs to run nickel. You're putting Harold Perkins at at nickel corner, basically. Uh, Talk about – I mean, the amount of players that are arguably out of position on this defense, they don't have, you know, they don't really have a nose. Jacoby and Gillery plays 20 snaps a game. Um, I don't think, you know, Harold Perkins out of position. Omar Spates out of position. The, they got safeties playing corner. I mean, the talent, I mean, I feel like when people say talent, you should also include, like, personnel in terms of what you have on the depth chart at each position that fits what you want to do. They don't have that so yeah it's a talent thing but it's also uh even if these guys are talented they don't fit what you're trying to do so it makes no sense and so then you get and you could argue that's coaching sure but um yeah it's just a mess across the board I mean steps to fixing it go recruit go recruit recruit. go recruit go listen to Billy and Shay's recruiting podcast on Tuesdays
1: and figure it out um Holy bull! This is a good time to just move to his question too. He says, "How much is House to blame for the defense?" Don't duck this one. The Nussbussers have moved from hating on JD Five to hating on House. Is the House hate deserved? Well, I think that any time your defense is ranked in the hundreds, you're going to point to the coordinator as an issue. I think it's very well known that they lack talent. Like honestly, I could, if I really dove into the rosters that he mentioned, Kentucky and State in the prior question there's going to be players on those rosters who are better players than what LSU has out there right now.
0: I, I agree. I Some mean, reality. especially when you consider the lack of experience LSU has in the secondary, yes. or at least that corner uh, where they're literally rotating in and Tobiano. Javon. They only have
1: two players. They play at safety.
0: Yeah. Safety has zero depth, really um, linebacker with weeks out has zero depth. Uh, heck, I'd argue now with Mikai Wingo out, the defensive line even has very, very little depth behind its starters. The depth is a concern. I mean, the starters have not been great. Um, and
1: Sage Ryan and Tobiana are two safeties who start at corner.
0: Yeah, um, Mason Smith has come back off injury. You know, he's tr- getting better, but he is still, you know, working his way back. It's a long list of things that have gone wrong. Like, I, I think maybe at the end of the year, we'll make a story with everything that went wrong. Um, and it starts, um, you know, Philip Lindsay obviously go or Jimmy Lindsay I'm sorry goes to the hospital like that was something if you go back to spring practice right I'm sure you can find things so it's the list is
1: long um, I don't think I don't think Matt house deserves nearly the hate he's getting does that mean that Brian Kelly doesn't evaluate everything and say he wants to go in a new direction no and then I could perfectly understand yeah. what his reasonings would be as he lays them out. But I think that a lot of the people who scream at the top of their lungs about house every week and fire him the worst it, are not really stepping back and looking at like this is not a talented defense. And certainly when you get out of that front seven and really kind of front six, I mean, of guys who can actually play at this yeah. like right now at this level.
0: I agree. I'm, I'm the more the season's gone on, the less I've made it about house, the more I've made it about. These guys, I don't, I don't want to say they're not talented because sure they're talented, but they have no, ex- the experience in doing what they are doing for this defense is non-existent. And um, then you get to like the Ovia oh, Gofu didn't work out kind of thing. Uh, swinton has been good, but he's kind of still putting it together all, all, around. So it's, I don't know. I just think there's a, a lot to deal with here. And in- yeah,
1: that's a lot of mess to sort through. And yeah. Kelly. Look, Kelly has gone on record when asked about Matt House, and he said, after the season ends, I will do a deep dive into my defense and decide from there on what the future is. So recruit, 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 that never changes.
0: With Lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: I'm going to combine a couple of questions here from uh, Sex Haver and Hybrid Theory. Um, And they basically touch around the same thing. Um, Sex Haver here says, let's say she wins Saturday. Is this season a win or a disappointment? With everything Jaden's done, it seems more positive. But I wonder if that would not be the case if they didn't have a potential Heisman. He also asked, uh, is this the game they finally let Russell Shepard throw a pass? Uh, Shout out to my boy, Russell Shepard. I did see him at the Florida game two weeks ago. We talked on the sidelines for a bit. I think I might have mentioned that, but um, always great seeing him. He's running his business in Houston. They're booming. They're moving into Louisiana. He had some clients at the game. So it was awesome to see him. Uh, And yes, they're going to stick him out. This is the game. They're going to bring him out of retirement. He'll throw a pass. Uh, But let's combine it with hybrid theories question. Feels like this game is very pivotal in the trajectory of the program under BK. Win JD Heisman 10 wins, recruiting momentum, historic offense gets highlighted. Lose the awards are all dashed. You got an eight win season, historically bad defense. That becomes the narrative. Y'all's thoughts. This is exactly what I agree with both of them. Well, they're not, they're actually asking questions. My answer to both their questions is why I said earlier that I think this is the most important game of Brian Kelly tenure. Yeah, there's so much on the line right here. There's, there's exactly a lot. what was just laid out. Eight wins, and all you do is say, well, we had the number one offense, but we couldn't even – we dropped the Heisman. We dropped the Blitnikoff. We couldn't even get awards, and it was the worst defense ever. You get back to 10 wins, and you're reflecting on it as, man, they went back-to-back 10-win seasons, and in year two, their defense was awful, but they had the best offense in college football. They had a player win the Heisman, the cough That becomes all great for recruiting. So – yeah, I think this game is massively important. The most important of the Kelly era. Yeah.
0: Um there's the most at stake here. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um I I just yeah, they they shouldn't really have trouble. They should be able to win this game. But um anyways, in terms of the big picture um looking at this season overall, I for me, I mean, I'll look at it the good and the bad. I think the future dictates how we look back on this season. If Brian Kelly and company end up having, you know, national championship in uh, two years, then we look back on the season, and be like, wow, this was a big step forward. And, you know, everything's great. This was uh, the step they needed, uh, win or lose this game. You know, if in two years, we're looking at a seven and five team and something went wrong, blah, blah, blah. Then we'll look back and be like, wow, we overlooked this. We should have taken this more seriously. You know, who cares that we got a Heisman, you know, everything was wrong, blah, blah, blah so i I think the future will the future impacts how we look at the past, and I think that will be the case here uh but living in the moment yeah it's a it's a big game it feels like it has a lot of on it, especially with Jaden Jane Daniels as the Heisman. if Jaden Daniels wasn't playing for the Heisman here, I don't know how much they're would be it would just be
1: about winning 10 games yeah it it would be about
0: winning 10 games and trying to maintain recruiting but the Jaden daniels heisman thing because the heisman is such a big deal and it hasn't been done at lsu before 2019 since billy cannon like that's what makes this so unique and so such a big thing to me Yeah,
1: if you win two heismans in five years as brian kelly said a couple last week that turns you into a school that uh, hey elite quarterbacks want to play for it
0: yeah it turns into almost like oklahoma under lincoln riley type stuff
1: Oh boy! Nevertheless, years that I think we talk like this. But shout out to Jaden and shout out to Denbrock and Sloan. QBU, QBU, right here. QBU, everyone who's done this along the way. Uh, Texan Tiger, two. Shout out to my guy. Uh, I'll shorten up his question just so I don't have to read forever. Uh, Do you anticipate Kelly and company are monetarily prepared to hire established developers and recruiters away from elite other teams? I think the answer is yes because we've seen with Scott Woodward before they'll pay. But even at LSU. They find ways to get it through the board of supervisors and everybody to get these uh, different contracts passed where they're quite often setting the market or matching it with coordinators. They, I mean, Corey Raymond is the highest paid DB coach in the country for like nine years in a row. Like this, now that you've got Woodward too and Kelly, who knows he's got to win, yes, I think that if they have to spend money to get somebody, they will spend money to get them. I have very little doubt about that. Um, Joe Rowe, what do you make of BK's comments on Malik? And now he doesn't think he'll leave early. Is this that realistic? I think he was just joking.
0: He didn't say that. Yeah. Wait. Well,
1: yeah, he did, but he was joking. He was like, you know, yeah, if Malik doesn't come back, type thing. But no, he's he's long gone. Uh, he said just BK throwing a subtle Hail Mary Malik's way. Perhaps expectations on a now. He talked about culture shift where guys don't leave at the rate they always have. Malik's a different case. He was joking. And Malik's a first round pick. Zero doubt about it. So yeah. you never tell a like I don't know what FSU told Jared Verse, but first round picks don't come back when you're mocked and not hurt and everything like that. It's your time is now. So Maddie, yeah. B you have anything to add?
0: No, I I, I don't. I, I thought everybody understood that comment was kind of in jest. But yeah, it's just I don't see it. If you want to argue, you know, Brian Thomas Jr., maybe in theory. But, I think the bigger
1: argument, yeah, maybe. I think the bigger argument is Kyron Lacy. That is a that is an interesting one. People
0: don't really think about that because you just yeah. assume he'll come back, but
1: he could. I'm not assuming he's coming back. I mean, he's had a solid year and he's been in college four years, so very true. That is an interesting uh, discussion right there. Um, five for five. Does House get fired this fired this weekend after ESD or January? Okay, again, um when firings of this magnitude happen it just typically depends like they usually know which direction they're going that means you're hiring a sitting head coach it would be after i don't know if, if i don't even know if he's getting fired but if he is it would be I would, I would lean not in- towards, i'd lean towards after or early signing period or january i don't think whoever unless you're not quickly naming someone but that just means you're moving through signing day without a dc in place but if you're not worried about that then you can do it sooner but you're not hiring anyone that's not coaching somewhere right now
0: so i'll tell you i'll tell you what can make it this weekend is is if they lose it's true i mean other than, other than that though if they have a if they win the game 45 to 21 or something i mean i think that they'll weigh all like then he will take your time you'll weigh your options yeah. you'll do your analysis you'll have however much time lose. That's a good here. way to put it.
1: If they lose, it, it could come in a hurry. Don't lose this game.
0: Don't lose. Uh, age That's old true. debate.
1: He said turkey or ham. The answer is simple. It's fried turkey and then it's ham.
0: Fried turkey and then it's ham.
1: You always have good answers. You're always ready for
0: this stuff. You know, I I got to think about it for a second. I mean, I've, I, I have them together. I would take ham. I'm, Yeah, I would take ham. Fried Just turkey
1: is a game changer.
0: <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm waiting. I got to make the trip over to the, the Dixon household. Know, y'all got all the, the food over there. I'll,
1: I'll, you can come over. I'll save you some either way. Uh, Germans, uh, he had a recruiting question. I will Germans, I will save this recruiting question for the recruiting podcast tomorrow with Billy. So we'll record it tomorrow. It may drop on Wednesday, but check back for that. I'll copy and paste it and I'll let me and Billy get after that one. Uh, a few more and let's be done. The Irish Tiger 18. Does Malik have a real shot at winning the Bulitnikov? Uh, I'd say yes. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is getting all the love for the Heisman run, but Malik's stats are the best of any receiver in America.
0: I agree. And it's going to be unfair. But if Marvin Harrison does what he did against Penn State to Michigan and Ohio State wins that game, heck, even, honestly, even if they lose that game close, but if Marvin Harrison is the only reason that Ohio State has a chance, I think people will to give it to Marvin Harrison.
1: Len, let's be real about it. Uh, they're both unbelievable talents. They're both first-round picks. Malik stats are way better. He also has a way better quarterback. Ohio State had to switch quarterbacks mid-season and still don't yeah. have that great of a a showing at the moment. So he's working with a lot different uh, guy under center than the best quarterback in America, in Jaden Daniels. Ooh. But I do think he has a very a, a shot at winning it. Yes, a real yeah. shot. Um, bowl projection. Assuming we win our next game, I don't want to play ND too much drama, in my opinion. I want to play N.D., so give it to me. I want all the smoke. I want I that's want it. the drama. That's what, that's what gets the fans hype. They love it.
0: Oh, imagine the TV ratings. Oh, come on. Drama. Drama me up. Let's go. All of it.
1: Um, since the next question is one that's already been asked, uh, I'll just ask you this. Any team pop up that you'd like to see LSU play?
0: I'm looking at bowl projections right now.
1: I'd have to think of teams that are non New Year. I can just look at the top 25 that are non New Year six teams that they could potentially play. LSU's currently ranked 14. Um, Oklahoma? Yeah, but they're coming to the SEC. I'd be good huh? there. That's true. I don't Oklahoma? And then now, but if I'm throwing aside all bull tie ins, because obviously some of these would never happen, I love Notre Dame. Tulane would be cool. A ten and one two lane team with Michael Pratt. Um Will they end up making a near six or what? Obviously. Uh God, I love you know what? I want to see Iowa versus LSU. Oh, brother. Yeah. I want to see cool. a team that scores nine points a game and wins every single week. They're nine and two and they average about fifteen points a game. I want to see them against the number one offense in America and what happens. Yeah.
0: That's the winner. That's the winner. That's a good one. Yeah. Um LSU
1: lawyer asked about opt outs for the bowl game. Uh we answered that one. Yeah. Uh, is, if Malik is just short of the receiving record, does he play? Uh, I don't know how far off he is, but Malik could become LSU's um single se- season leader in reception or uh receiving yards. So keep an eye on that one. Let's see what he does against A&M. But Matabee was only not play if he's he's gonna be LSU's highest drafted player unless Jaden becomes some skyrocket up the board favorite at quarterback.
0: Did you know there's a Pop-Tart Bowl? Yeah, they changed
1: the names of all of these. I don't want any more Cheez-Its. I'll take some Pop-Tarts. Yeah, take some
0: Pop-Tarts. I want to go to Popeye's
1: Bahama Bowl, but that doesn't exist as a sponsor mm. anymore, I think.
0: I'm looking through them all right now. I feel like most Bahamas of these have stayed, stayed the same a little bit. You know, still have the Gasparilla Bowl, Birmingham Bowl, Boca Raton Bowl. Search um, uh,
1: Command F in Bahamas there. what What is the uh, sponsor? That's a good question. Let's see. It's a. I think it's a. I
0: don't. The control F's not working. Hmm. Arizona Bowl, Liberty Bowl, Tiger
1: Bowl, Tech player Do they still do it?
0: I don't. Uh, see it's a, it's just straight up the
1: Bahamas. Oh wait. Temporarily renamed to the famous Toastery Bowl. Oh. It's a Mac and CUSA game. All right. Well, no Bahamas for us. That makes, that makes for
0: two famous bowls. Remember, there's the famous uh, Idaho potato bowl, and now there's the famous toastery bowl. Interesting. Too um too much for me to
1: keep up with. Uh, um, and then last one, LSU Houston or HOU. I'm imagining Houston. Is it me or has anyone else noticed more players with their mouth guards dangling off their face mask? I assume he means during a play and not just time. like warming up. I will say, and if you notice it, Jay never wears his. He chews on it all the time. Yeah. Have yeah. you noticed um, that?
0: I, yeah, I have noticed that too. When he got um, popped against Bama
1: and left the game, he did not have his mouth guard in. It, he was chewing on it.
0: it I, I never know, got
1: it. I guess refs aren't checking for that. Like I never got why it? that's
0: not enforced. If we're all about player safety, I never got why mouth guards in was not enforced. I never understood that. And at either level, I don't think college or NFL. I'm, I, you, there's too many times you see players run without a mouth guard. In, and I'm like, is this not – is players – is this not a – why are people not upset about this from a player safety perspective? Like, I I don't care. Like, it seems like they're all fine to me. But you would think with all of the stuff going on with, you know, head stuff, you would think you'd have to wear your mouth guard. But, yeah,
1: I don't know. I saw Perkins last year. I swear he was wearing his, like – his grills in a game with the mouth guard hanging off like just popping dudes not worried about it um, but yes interesting question maybe this weekend i'll pay attention to mouth guards and get a feel for who's wearing them and who's not but that'll do it i did not break an hour an hour and one minute is what i'm showing you on my end i left uh, it open the actual recording time
0: I left it open too long. That's on me. I left it over for like almost two hours this
1: time. So that's okay. We got, we love our fans. We'll give them more, but that'll be it for today, Maddie B.
0: Well, we love our Bengal Tiger subscribers, Shay. That's what we That's love.
1: right. Yeah. I love everybody out there. <laughs> Never mind. I lied. I was going to say, that's no, a lie. I only like Bengal Tiger, Tiger subscribers. So $1, sign up. Be on on three.
0: Yeah, uh, check out the site if you haven't already. We've got tons of stuff on there, Um, tons of stuff will continue to be posted. Um, Got a women's basketball game tonight, Texas Southern. We'll see if Angel Reese is in action or not. She's out here tweeting right now, so we're having a great time uh, following that team. Uh, But, yeah, subscribe if you haven't already to the YouTube channel. We appreciate all the support. Thank you, everybody, for sending in questions and uh yeah we'll see how this game goes we'll be back with the uh, recruiting podcast uh later this week shay and billy will be on that and then we'll get into our preview podcast uh to wrap it up but yeah thanks for joining us we will talk to you later it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win